Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org, where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Sally. Sally, compulsive over here. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. And, um, you know, I'm glad I know what I am today. And um, and I'm glad you do, too. And thanks for inviting me to come here. And sorry we're late. We got caught in, a, in the traffic. And um, I, I was in Catalina this morning. I own, uh, I'm in the food business, of course. And... <laughs> You know, and uh, so I have a couple little restaurants over there, and I got on the 2 o'clock boat, and and then we started coming up here, and here we are, and oh, what a what a miracle to be here, and and um, to not be struggling with weight today, and, and that, uh, you know, the weight uh, is part of the problem, but mainly it's that, uh, that t- terrible obsession that something's going to fix how I feel. Something on the outside is going to fix my insides. And, you know, uh, I like to say I was born hungry, you know, and I was, you know. Uh, and I, uh, food was my first love. It's the way that my family showed love. When I was a little girl, that's how they showed me that they loved me. You know, my mom started off, and then and my dad was an eater, and my grandmother was an eater, and my grandmother was... Five feet tall and weighed 200 pounds. So, and uh, and that's what uh, how she showed that love, and um, and it worked for me. I got it, and they showed the same love to my sister. But my my sister was a skinny little thing, and you know she was skinny, and I was not. <laughs> and uh, you know I liked. Uh, I like fat. I like the fat on ham. She didn't even like ham, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I like to say, you know, that as I got older, you know, my, you know, we, we learned manners and, and um, my, you know, when we go out, we're supposed to take the portion closest to us when it's handed to us. And, and my dad, being an eater, uh, you know, he could spot the biggest portion from across the room, and so could I, you know. And so when he'd pass the plate to me, he'd turn it so the biggest one would be towards me, you know. And and I knew that he loved me, you know. And uh, and we used to go to my uh, grandparents' house, and and, uh, and my dad would say, you won't believe how much chicken Sally could eat, you know. And I would say, that's a really good thing. <laughs> well, I can eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> Just wait. You know, and often, and as I got older, often, um, you know, like Thanksgiving, if I was making Thanksgiving, by the time I got to the table, I was already full. You know, I'd already eaten my meal. And, um, you know, I didn't think... There was much wrong with that, really. And as I got older, then my uh, my mom had my thyroid checked. My mom wasn't an eater like my dad and I, and um, and I did have an underactive th- thyroid, and so maybe it helped a little. I don't know. 
and uh, and my mom was a uh, prescription drug abuser. And so when she was good, she was really good, and she made these wonderful meals. Uh, then, you know, everyone served, well, I don't know, our family did serve family style, and, and we had a little salad, you know, and make a little fancy salad, and, and she'd make a green vegetable and a yellow vegetable <laughs> and a potato and a meat and, and, you know, and then dessert. It was all wonderful, and I thought it was. And we had a dog that sat and watched us eat and drool. I <laughs> 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 like the dog. <laughs> and uh, but then when she was sick into her drugs, um, we didn't get that, you know. So I knew when it was when she was well and loving us, that's how she showed it, and um, and that's how I showed it. And that's how I do. I still today show you. Well, I own those restaurants, you know, and and uh, and and I love to sit at the cashier at the cashiers and watch people eat, you know, and and they uh, I I can be fascinated for hours just watching them eat. <laughs> and there's the the triple biters, you know, they get the burger and it's three bites right in a row and then they chew and then it's three more right in a row and, <laughs> and that burger's gone in no time you know and uh, I don't know and I used to be, you know I'd, I'd like I'd think well that's bacon and eggs right there you know yeah they're going to have a waffle you know and I just try to guess what they're going to have you know and, and <laughs> And I'm still fascinated with that business. And, uh, you know, I, I started this uh, little waffle shop over in Catalina um, when I was 30 years old. That was 41 years ago. So, uh, and I'm still fascinated with that little waffle shop. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't had a waffle in probably, I don't know, 20 years. You know, a long time. And... Uh, so that's kind of how food was, and, and I wasn't uh, terribly, uh, you wouldn't say, oh, she's a beast, or she's just a little chubby, you know, she could be a little chubby. And I think um, uh, one of the things that happened to me as I was in Catalina, and, and this uh, woman moved over there who, who taught yoga, and um, she was a little chubby too. Now that I think about it, but she uh, she wanted to start a yoga class over there because she'd just moved over, and, and so she was trying to gather people to come to her class. And she kept talking to me, and and then I thought, well, I'll try it, you know. And I started going to yoga, and and uh, and I went, and I liked it, and I went regularly. And and she would say things like, um, treat your body uh, like a temple. You know, and she would say, like if you were building a, a temple, you would get the finest materials and, and put in the temple to build the temple. But if you were just building an old shack on the beach, you'd have pieces of driftwood and and just the old materials to build this temple and or this shack on the beach. And but your body is a temple, you know, and and think about you what you put in it and. And I'd, I'd go home and I'd think, well, I don't think she means, uh, well, I don't think she needs wine. I, that wouldn't be, that would be okay. And, uh, and, and then I, and then everything else I ate, that would be okay. And it turned out, um, 
you know, uh, my addiction, my addictive personality ended up with alcohol, and uh, and I ended up wanting. It was summer of 1987, and and it was going to be summer. It was actually April or May, and uh, and I saw a brochure about a place in San Diego that. Uh, that was all raw foods, and I heard you you lose weight really fast, you know. And I always liked diets that I lose weight really fast, you know. I'm I'm an extreme dieter. That means I eat, uh, you know, uh, that liquid protein. I did that, and I did uh, Dr. Stillman's water diet, and I did that other one where you eat a bunch of uh, pineapple. Watermelon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was great. I loved it because you could eat the whole watermelon. You know, <laughs> the bigger the better. You know, <laughs> of course you sit. You could sit on the toilet and pee and eat watermelon. You know, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> but anyway, this place was that was in May of '87, and um, I saw this brochure, and someone from Catalina had been there, and. And I thought, I'm just going to go there. Now, drinking was a problem at that time, too. And so I had these two things, two addictions going on. Probably had more than that, you know, codependency also. But um, but I thought I would hit the food addiction. You know, that was more obvious. It showed on the outside, you know, to me. And it's not, anyway. So I went to this place down in San Diego and... And um, and that year, that day was Mother's Day, May 10th. And uh, and when I got there, it's all this raw food and it's wheatgrass and and uh, and you drink the wheatgrass and and they did uh, colonics and and it was a it, people went there that were really sick and and had cancer or had diabetes or I didn't have those things, but I was really sick. But I didn't know I was really sick. You know, I was sick. Um, I was sick and tired of me. I was sick and tired of the way I felt, the way I lived. And uh, and by that time, I was, uh, you know, I'd work in a restaurant and, and act like I was normal. And then I went home, and that was the end of my social life. I locked myself, you know, I was at home alone, uh, drinking and eating. And um, and so I, I was down there, and... and um, and I was, they, you fast for three days that first week, and, and you have a lot of juice, and and uh, so it was right up my alley, you know, because I like to fast, and the weight's falling off, and and uh, you go through, I went through a detox, and most people do, and uh, and I was out on the lawn one day, and, and someone was looking for an AA meeting, and, and there was a place across the street, and, and I went to that meeting, and 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 that was my first introduction to any kind of meeting or any what i was looking for in food was a spiritual solution to a to an allergy to a problem uh, a physical and mental problem and uh and and that's what i found and that's what i found in uh this woman who was looking for an aa me- meeting and i knew where there was one it was across the street and and she looked at me and said are you an alcoholic and and I said, I don't know, and um, and uh, because I didn't really know, you know. And uh, I've heard later, if if you don't 
No, you probably are. <laughs> because people that, uh, you know, aren't, they know. <laughs> people that are, they don't know. So, uh, so anyway, I started going there, and, and then I ended up getting sober, and, um, and, um, and, and vegetarian. See, because this is all raw foods, and I, I ended up, after I went to that meeting, I stayed in that place in San Diego, but I went for one week, and I stayed for three. So by the time I left there, they brainwashed me on that meat stuff, you know, that I saw. Uh, they showed movies about how chickens were raised, and, and uh, you know, a lot of things about meat that I didn't know and didn't want to know, and then I learned, and... Um, and uh, so I lost, and, and after three weeks' time, maybe I, I lost my taste for meat, too. I was a meat eater, and uh, I used to cook in the, in the restaurants when I first had the waltz shop. I, I cooked there, and, and, you know, you sausage and eggs, yeah, let's have them. You know, and any mistake I ate, you know, no problem. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'd put... You, the order gets four sausages, so I put five, you know, one for the cook, for God's sake, you know. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, then I, I, after I left there, I did try to eat, I mean, it just uh, didn't, it didn't uh, go right. And I'd lost a lot of weight, and I thought, you know, I think that vegetarian stuff might be the answer here. And, um, and maybe for a minute it was, and then it wasn't. It, because that's not um, that, but the spiritual solution of the uh, program of the twelve step program was helping me a lot. But it didn't really help with the food. Um, you know, I when I now I eat fruit, uh, a portion of fruit, before I eat a gallon of fruit <laughs> or a big bowl of fruit. You know, and. Uh, and you can, um, when you have a restaurant, there's a lot of free food all around, you know. And um, so, anyway, left to my own vegetarianism, um, the compulsive eating uh, continued, you know. And uh, then I was about oh, two or three years into that, into the, the no drinking and the spiritual solution, and I'm thinking that. I could work the AA program with my eating, and and that didn't uh, go. And and one night I I didn't know uh, where you go, and I don't really even know how I heard of OA, but somehow I did. And I went to a meeting downtown Long Beach, and um, I didn't really I wasn't a person that joined Weight Watchers or anything like that. I'd rather just go to the doctor, get a shot, or get some pills, and and take you know be kind of manage my own deal and. Uh, which didn't work, you know, and um, so I went, in, I went to that OA meeting, and it, I think it was a, a how meeting, and um, what I heard was that um, don't leave here in, unless you have a sponsor, and uh, usually when I got in places like that, I wanted to sneak out the back door, because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to sign up for anything. And, but by then I was familiar with the 12-step programs, and it was it was similar to me. And uh, and I knew that if I left there without getting a sponsor, nothing would change. You know, I'd be the exact same person that walked out of the room that walked in. 
and and that was who I was running from. And that's who I didn't want to be anymore, and that was the life that was so uncomfortable to live in, that feeling that that this one bite is going to fix something that I feel on the inside. And, uh, and it never did, not one bite or 10 or 20 or 30 or the whole thing. And... Uh, and uh, so anyway, I asked this girl to be my sponsor, Shirley Jones, and uh, and uh, she she was great. She worked for the post office, and and uh, and she says, "When do you want to start?" And and I I picked November first, you know, the day after uh, uh, Halloween. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to miss Halloween, and uh, and, and Catalina. Halloween is a big deal. All, all the kids in town are in the parade, you know. And everyone in town comes downtown and watches the Halloween parade. So, so, uh, and then I thought, well, I'll watch that parade and then I'll go into Vaughn's and I'm just going to get whatever I want in Vaughn's and just this is my last day of eating, you know. And, uh, so I went through Vaughn's and, and I looked at the aisles and, and you know what? I couldn't find anything. And what I I knew that that there was nothing in bonds that was going to fix me. And and I think I was just just already on my way. I was already going to do it. I didn't have to have that last uh, Thanksgiving meal, you know, <laughs> that I always had, you know. And I uh, know, you know, I like I said, I like the extreme diets, and I'd go on them, and and I'd eat right before. And then the the jeans fit me, and then I'd have another meal at the end of the diet, you know, and that's you know all over and over and over again. And I I know that you know all about eating, just like I do. And so I knew that nothing at Vaughn's was going to fix me. And the next day I started calling in my food to her, and three meals a day, and nothing in between. And when I got got scared in between or uncomfortable I couldn't think I could stand it then I I called someone else and and or drank water or you know and uh and then I started taking my food to work and and which I still do I still take my food to work and um and that and I uh but I don't call on the food anymore and Shirley Jones I don't know what happened to her but uh, <laughs> we we stayed in touch for quite a while and, and I've had different sponsors over the years and and I've sponsored people but I, I'm not uh, you know I'm not really good at uh, calling in my food and I don't do that uh, that program and uh, and that my food is settled down and I what I do know is it's not about the food it's about me me trying to fix it and, and I do have a, a God in my life and um you know, when I got here, I didn't really have a God, a personal God, my God, that's looking out for me. I, there was a big God up there somewhere, but I certainly didn't think he saw me, you know. And and uh, I heard someone say in these programs that uh, maybe uh, your God is too big, you know, that, um, and maybe mine was too big before I got here. And now my, my God is my God, and, and I'm his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always want to be someone's favorite, you know. And um, so I have this uh, relation. I like what uh, Jim said a couple weeks ago to you, how that um, that his his sponsor said, "Well, you better start praying when he was going to start eating," you know. And and uh, and then he thought, 
Well, what good would that do? You know, <laughs> and uh, it does do good, doesn't it? It does do good when we ask for help out there and, and when I get on the phone and ask for your help. And uh, so that uh, that's pretty much how it's going today. And, you know, I'm not... My food plan is pretty much the same thing every day. I do... Um, uh, like I've lear- learned down in when I went to the uh, vegetarian place down in San Diego to uh, separate my my foods. Like um, th- that's the way I eat, uh, and it's the way I want to eat. It's the way that feels best for my system. And my my system is that I eat fruits alone. I eat them first in the day, and I I don't. I, being a a vegetarian, eat a lot of things that had potassium, and I developed high potassium, and um, and I corrected the high potassium with my diet and making adjustments with, like everything that we think is good for us has potassium in it, you know, and um, so I still eat those things that I think are good for me, but maybe not as much of them. And uh, and stay away from bananas and broccoli or things that are high in potassium and take uh, the middle of the road. So uh, you know, I'm always interested when people uh, talk in OA of what they actually eat. That's what I really because I'm a food person. You know, I'm in the food business. I want to know what's on the plate. You know, and uh, you know when I walk in, I know food so well. But I can. Walk in. I have two restaurants. They're side by side, and um, and uh, there's two cooks. And you know, I, I can walk in the front door and I can tell you who's cooking because I can look at the plate and I can tell you who's cooking, and who's in the at the lead and who's in the back, and because uh, <laughs> you know, if it's a skinny guy in back, they're loaded with French fries, and if it's a, it, he's in front, then. I, anyway, I don't have to explain that all to you. <laughs> but what I eat is um, I have uh, half an apple in the morning, and then I have oatmeal, and I put cinnamon, and I put honey in it, and um, and then I put uh, I don't have nuts because they're high in uh, potassium, and so I have uh, sunflower seed. It's some freshly butter, nut butter, that I put on a tablespoon on top. So that's my breakfast, and it's very filling and very satisfying. I have it every day, and, you know, if, they, if at the restaurant, um, I eat that there, and um, they always save me it if I'm eating after they pull it from the thing, and I've got oatmeal going on. And then the lunch, of course, varies, but I always have with every meal a... Um, but, Every meal, I try to have some sort of raw food, you know, some some sort of raw food. And uh, sometimes I eat more smaller meals, or sometimes my day just is two meals. And uh, I drink water in between, and I don't have Cokes or Diet Cokes or, uh, you know, I try to, what I'm eating, to be good for me and have food value. And I don't eat uh, white flour or white sugar or, uh, you know, uh, every now and then I'll think I have a bright idea that I could have carrot cake. That's, I mean, after all, it's carrots. 
<laughs> you know, they had, where were we someplace and they had that carrot cake. Oh, there's I in it thinking, I think that's it, you know. But uh, that's kind of, that's how my mind works. I get these bright ideas like, I never thought of that. You know, I've thought of it a thousand times. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a tricky, tricky deal goes on up there, doesn't it? You know, and uh, so... It, 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 but it does bring me back to that uh, carrot cake is the minute I have the carrot cake I don't really care about you I don't care what you're saying because I'm wondering what I'm caring about is what happens to the rest of the carrot cake <laughs> you know who's having it and if I could have just have one more then I could talk to you but now you've lost you know I read, uh, recently I've been reading this book, it's a way to love, it's called, it's a little book by uh, Anthony DeMilo, but anyway, he says, uh, like that we're all in love and just don't know, but anyway, he said, picture yourself going to a, a concert, and this beautiful music is playing, and you're enjoying the music, and all of a sudden you think, I, I think I forgot to lock my car. And your way up, you can't leave the concert, and you can't enjoy it anymore. And that's just how I am at, when I have the bite of carrot cake, or when I'm looking at your carrot cake and thinking, I think I could have that, you know. And now I can't hear the music anymore, and I, I, and I, it, I can't enjoy it. I, and I, uh, that's what stops me from enjoying my life when I'm focusing on that outside thing that I'm gonna fi- that's gonna fix something on the inside that didn't even feel bad until I had the bright idea. You know, I was all okay on the inside before that, but but the, once that obsession gets going and takes over me, then it starts running me around, ruling me and uh, and stealing from me and. Uh, I don't, I try not to entertain those notions that I, that it's going to fix anything or it's going to change anything <coughs> and I can play it through to know the end result that one bite's not going to be enough, one slice is not going to be enough and, and there I go again, you know, and um, so that's just about it, how I live my life and I, I'll give ten minutes to your questions. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any questions? Is that how those questions? Okay. I'm curious. Thank you so much. I'm thoroughly taught so much out of your share. I wanted to ask, how have you been able to not use your restaurant as a, a form of a consultant for eating there? Watching other people do it. <laughs> no, but I take my food. Okay. Yeah, I take my food, uh, you know, um, and I don't eat anything that falls off of anyone's plate, you know. And I don't eat, I used to eat off a plate. They leave a half a sandwich, well, or a fourth, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't do that. Do you feel a constant temptation? No, not at all. Not at all. It's just like that. Uh, steak doesn't, you know, I don't eat steak, so, yeah. No, I don't. Isn't that good? 
You know, I didn't do that either. I didn't do that. God did that for me. Hi. Thank you so much. How do you keep your program fresh and alive? Well, talking to you, probably. (laughs) Talking to you, going to meetings. Um, Jim, my partner there, he keeps it fresh and alive, you know, uh, sharing this program with each other. And... um, and, it, and food is just a, a huge part of my life, you know. So I'm uh, I'm real interested in food, and I'm real interested in it being good for me food, healthy food. So I guess that's how. I, and and having God direct my life, you know, going to that third step. And thanks. Uh, Hi, Sally. Thanks so much for uh, coming this evening. I wanted to ask you about um, your uh, working the 11th step, your conscious contact with your higher power, and how that has grown and changed over your time and program. Uh, yeah, I like to uh, I like to meditate, and I like to have a little meditation cushion, and I sit on it, and I usually meditate for about 15 minutes. And um, I sponsor some women, and sometimes uh, they come over and we meditate together. Or uh, I go, I still do yoga real regularly, and I do. There's a meditation in that, and meditate uh, yoga to me, and I meditate in exercising. Uh, Jim talks about that, but um, it it just quiets my. A meditation is just not thinking, you know, and letting. For me, it's like uh, stilling my mind enough so God could talk to me rather than me doing all the talking, you know. And because there's a bunch of, it's like a beehive up there, you know. (laughs) 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 And I had to just settle down, guys, you know. And um, so um, I I do do that on meditation at home, 15 minutes, uh, not every day and maybe not regularly. But but it's like the internal guide that says, I think you need to meditate. You know, you need to sit there in that place and just, um, and like when I go to yoga, she puts on this music, zoom, zoom kind of music, and I'm just, okay, I'm there. That. Like okay, that that's what now this means. Quiet down here, still your mind, just hear the music and um, and it to me it's when I can see this third eye and and see a color there and if I close my eyes then I can and I'm I'm aiming to get a purpley color you know and uh, and so when I start focusing on trying to get that purpley color. Then uh, the next thing I know, you know, uh, that uh, I've been there for a while. And, you know, I listened to this meditation tape, and and, uh, and she says uh, that sometimes she meditates for an hour. You know, that's that's a long time. And then the gong goes off, and she says, oh, I've been thinking the whole time. You know, <laughs> you know if you're meditating, all of a sudden you're in the middle of, of Trader Joe's or something, and, you know, you're like, yeah, how did you get there? And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, she says she realized she's been thinking, and then, um, and then she's got one more minute, 
and she meditates for that minute, and when she gets finished, she says, well, I had an hour of meditation, and I got one minute of my mind being still. That's pretty good, you know? And so what? that's what she says to herself. Pretty good, pretty good. And so that's what I say to myself. Well, you were pretty busy today. Pretty good, pretty good, you know? And instead of beating myself up, you know, anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. I'm real good at that, and, and I know that probably most people in this room are real good at finding what's wrong with us, you know. So. Uh, thank you so much for your share. Um, I can't believe you're 71. That's amazing. <laughs> you look fabulous. Um, what do you, I don't know if this probably doesn't happen to you anymore, but what do you do or did you do when um, you stayed home alone and eating sounds better than anything else? Or any other possible plan you could have. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate those. Isn't that the worst? Oh, God. Um, if, it's, if it's the daytime, I give myself a time limit that I have to be out of the house by 4.30 to go on a walk. And, I, you know, uh, I, that, that time is awful. That time when I'm home alone, I only got me. And... Um, and I can't think of, it's boredom. For me, it's boredom, you know. And uh, so I have a time limit at 4.30, i got to get out of the house. And, you know, I just step out the door, I get to my front gate, and I think, what was I thinking? There's a whole world out here, you know. And, and sometimes I, I, like, count my steps, you know. I only get to 12, and then I go... And you have to get them counting, you know, and so not counting to 175 or anything, you know, but but to try and kind of get into the walk and to pay attention, to be in the, my world, to be looking at. And, and you know what I like about being outside is I feel real small. You know, I get myself small and and look at the ocean and the sky, bigger things than me. And then by the time I get home now, I've settled down. You know, but I know that feeling, and I know that feeling at night, you know, that that's how I ate. I wanted to be home alone. I would rather be home alone than to be out with you, because now I could do it my way. You know, and I, I didn't want you to see me. When I was with you, I, I acted like, you know, I don't know how I got this heavy. You know, I just magically <laughs> appeared. <laughs> yeah. But I know that's an inside feeling. That's an inside feeling. And you could always invite God to go on a walk with you. You know, but for me, I have to get out of the house. Because sitting at home alone on that couch is not going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel worse. Oh. Thank you. <laughs>